Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is a podcast from Minute Media. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Good evening, Wolves fans. It's nice to have you back after what seems like two months, not two weeks, since that Newcastle defeat. We're back with the match preview tonight, previewing Sunday's fixture away to Burnley. Tonight, I've got with me Rich and Kim. I'll come to you first. Kim, how was your Easter break? Um, Quiet, actually. Um, One of those where I'm just suffering with hay fever at the moment, so I'm a bit like... Ooh. Yeah, not not ideal. And to be honest, I wasn't. I haven't been raring to go f- back for football again. Um, but I think as the days have gone on, I'm starting to get a little bit more optimistic about Sunday. Not too optimistic, still not fully there. But I think by Sunday, nine a.m. on the train, I think yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So fingers crossed. It was great that Jesus Vallejo didn't make his return at Easter, wasn't it, Rich? I saw you uh, been sort of Easter hunting with the daughter. How, how was your Easter break, Rich? Um, yeah, it was very Easter egg hunt heavy. Um, I, I, one thing for any parents, I know um, uh, I was going to say Posh Tom in the fan cast has got a little one now. He'll learn this in a couple of years' time. You don't do one Easter egg hunt. You do about an hour's worth of Easter egg hunts. And I'd love to say it doesn't get boring, but it does. Um, so... Like Kim, I was, yeah, I was, I was feeling a bit detached from a lot of the football in the last week, even though there were some great games on at the weekend over the um, Easter bank holiday. But it's only been like the last like 10 minutes speaking to you guys again, but I started to feel that buzz again. And I've started to get that hope and optimism that you get from being a football fan. And I know it's all going to come crashing down again at 4pm Sunday. That Newcastle defeat really ruined the whole pre-holiday vibe didn't it I mean that defeat was tough to take wasn't it Kim yeah I think it was just it was just the overall performance as well wasn't it it was just like the whole team were just just so under par so average with all those players that we had out like Neves, Raul, Pedence it really showed and I think we really struggled like I think the whole team really struggled actually um, and I think we almost, I feel like we needed that break. Like I feel not just the players, I feel like the fans needed to just like calm down, reset. And then obviously I think Burnley's probably not the ideal, Burnley away anyway, it's not the ideal game to come back to. But I'd like to think that they're refreshed and, and ready to go. Um, 
especially you'd like to think that some of the players could be coming back now. Pedence, Raul, probably not. Neves, not sure. Not sure about Neves. Um, but yeah, it was disappointing on, on the whole. And really, because Newcastle, obviously, they're on a good run of form, but I don't think they haven't really got anything to play for. Where you'd like to think that our players should be in the mindset that. You know, we have got something to play for and they should want to get into Europe, but it didn't feel like that. It did feel like we kind of just, yeah, rolled over, to be honest. Game week 34 arrives uh, tomorrow night. Burnley are playing Southampton uh, currently. They're leading 1-0 at the time of recording, which is a, a big boost for their task at avoiding relegation. Three of the big matches this weekend, which will have a big impact on Wolves. 12.30 on Saturday, Arsenal at home to Man United. Uh, three o'clock, Leicester at home to Aston Villa. Uh, and then Sunday, same time as Wolves, Chelsea at home to West Ham. Which is the the game that you most... Uh, wh- which Where is your eyes most peeled to on uh, this weekend, Rich? Um, the Arsenal Man U games appealing from a neutral perspective you know seeing how well they do in terms of wolves um i guess european hopes aside just because of you know the, the embarrassment you um man man united had um against liverpool so it'll be interesting to sort of see how they come out um but i think with chelsea west ham one again for similar reasons of man united um defeat you know chelsea Keeled over uh, last night against Arsenal and West Ham. Although, yeah, they've got the European games, which we'll touch on to in a bit in terms of um, business end of the seat, business end fixtures. That they'll be they'll be after this one, and they'll. David Moyes has got like a funny knack of sensing a bit of weakness in teams, and you know, really putting a nail in the coffin if they're if they're showing a bit of weakness. So. Yeah, even though my eyes are going to be firmly fixed on the Burnley game, I'm 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 keen to see what happens in the Chelsea West Ham one as well at the same time. Kim, was you like myself last night disappointed that Arsenal picked up three points at Chelsea? Yeah, I was a bit. I was so convinced that with Arsenal's form in the last two, I thought there's no way that Chelsea won't win this. Then starting to watch the game, I was like, Chelsea just aren't in this. From the start, I just thought this isn't going to go well. I think they had a few defenders that were out. Rudiger was out. And they just looked all over the place defensively. Um, I think it was disappointing. But I think on reflection, I think the two teams that we need to like slip up are Man United and West Ham. I think realistically, they're, they're the two teams that that we really need them to drop points this weekend and you like to think that Chelsea after losing against Arsenal they're going to want to put it right against West Ham Um, and obviously Man United just look absolutely horrendous but at the same time you wouldn't be surprised it would just be typical wouldn't it for Man United then to beat Arsenal this weekend so I think the main thing is we've just got to make sure that we get the win Um, and although it's difficult to not look at other results like we know what could, could happen all the teams could slip up and then we probably will slip up as well. So, yeah, it's one of those. Sunday, we were away to Burnley, 2 o'clock. The last time we uh, faced up against Burnley was 
well, it was a forgettable nil-nil draw at home, wasn't it, Rich? It was a, a, a stereotypical Adama Traore fixture where he had everything but effectiveness. He was entertaining, frustrating, lively, quiet. He was. If we were still playing there, we wouldn't have won that game, would we? No, um, we could have played that. Yeah, you're right. We could have played that game three times that open. It still would have been nil-nil. Um, you know, very reminiscent of, I guess, previous fixtures we've had against Burnley where we can't quite figure out how to beat them or how to really open them up. And uh, I was looking back at um, that game and you're right about Triway. I sort of summed up his Wolves career in a nutshell or his season, definitely this year, that he was the only one who looked like creating something, but he was the only one who was missing his chance and really not having that output and it kind of really s- summed up what, what he was all about unfortunately um, you say I think it's going to be interesting to sort of see how how things have changed a few months on especially if you know um, Jimenez is back and Podence is back as well to hopefully you know uh, unlock a, let, let's be honest a not great Burnley side <laughs> It's amazing the dynamic um, since Bruno's coming. When you look at those stats, there Wolves finished that game with sixty-six percent possession of the mm. actual match. I mean, it just shows how, how much of a park the buzz stink the game at Burnley play that that night, wasn't it, Kim? Yeah, I think even if you just look to the game on Sunday, despite obviously Sean Dyche leaving, I can't imagine there will be any change up in style of play. Now, I've just looked at the line at night and they're still 4-4-2. You know, it's just like a standard 4-4-2 that you'd expect from Burnley. Two physical strikers in Veghorst and Rodriguez. Got a bit of flair with Maxwell, Maxwell Corner. Um, but the rest, is, it's just a bit average, isn't it? But mm. we know what will happen, you know. And as they're not just do it to Wolves, they do it to a lot of teams. They, they are strong at home. Um, so I think we've really got to be on our game and, you know, really, I think boss the midfield, which I don't believe that Neves is going to be fit. He's out, isn't he? But just by judging by the pictures on um, Instagram, I don't know why it's just given me a little bit of hope that he might suddenly be back before the end of the season. But yeah, I think we really need a strong centre midfield to really control the game and really almost just get in, behind their defence as well. We really need to use our pace, I think, to our advantage. Some of my memories from that home fixture against Burnley was, you mentioned him a moment ago, uh, Kim Maxwell Cornet. He may have been one of the worst players I've seen in the flesh for a good few years that night, but definitely a danger, is he? Mm. Well, he, he, he can be. He scored some good goals. I think he's been out injured, hasn't he, for the last... He's only just come back. Um, but when he first started at Burnley, from an FPL perspective, he was tearing it up. Yeah, and he did have some good finishes. But I think, didn't he start as a left back? Yeah, he, he played left. Back? Yeah, he, he was a left back. He's essentially being converted into a winger slash forward, strike. essentially. Almost yeah. like Stephen Ward-esque, isn't it, really? You mentioned Stephen Ward there and that that Burnley lineup, like you mentioned, uh, Kim, it reminds me of Wolves when we got relegated under Terry Connor. That a lot of that team is Championship standard, isn't it? You got like players like Tarkovsky, who's yeah. obviously been trying to manoeuvre a, a, a move from the club. Obviously, he's going to run down his contract. Um, Maxwell Cornet, you'd think him and Dwight McNeil will have suitors come the the summer transfer window, but 
apart from Nick Pope, then the rest is pretty much championship standard, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And you could imagine that if they did were to go down and pretty much sold one to two players, I wouldn't be convinced that that team would even finish in the top two of the championship. Like I think it's that basic and that mediocre that, as you say, I think maybe Tarskowski will go on a free to a Premier League team. Obviously, Pope's a decent goalie, but a put and Cornet probably, but the rest of them, yeah, like Jay Rodriguez, he feels like he's been around for ages, and no doubt he'll probably score against us, ex Albion, and all that. But yeah, on paper there shouldn't be much to be worried about, but we just, I just, as a Wolves fan, you know how this all this goes. Yeah, I was going to say even worse. It's it's one thing. Look at the starting lineup, but it's look at the bench as well. You know, like Hen- Hennessy, obviously he's a backup goalkeeper, but the likes of, you know, if you, if you still got Phil Bardsley knocking around your team in 2022, that's not really a great sign, is it? You know, there's a couple of slightly washed up plays in that lineup, and they've, it, 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 I, I completely buy into what you're saying, Dan. It feels like Wolves of a few years ago, where there's just been not enough rejuvenation in that team over a period of time. Like, it feels like that. I know it's not, but that's like the same team that Burnley got promoted with in my head. Like, it's not like all of those players have like dramatically increased the quality. So, like, Stephen Ward um, got promoted with them way back when, what, four or five years ago. <laughs> Charlie Taylor's probably not a significant improvement on where Stephen Ward was at that point. If you know what I mean, so like, apart from maybe you say like Cornet's definitely like seems to be a bit of a step up from, you know, Aaron Lennon, who's you know slightly past it now. But there, there's not been remarkable improvements to that team in a long time. And to be fair, it'll be interesting to see the direction they're going to head in with a new manager at the end of the season because if they stay up, it's like, what direction are they heading? Like with that team, they almost need a I don't know a championship-esque Tony Pulis-type manager to try and just eke every little inch of blood, sweat and tears out of them, whereas maybe they're just hoping that they stay up and then can almost rejuvenate their team, maybe. I can see that's that's what they're looking to do, that they're hoping to rejuvenate and maybe motivate the players, which is clearly happening at the moment. Now, Dyche has left because I think they're going to win probably two in a row. But then it's like, then what happens? It's like, are they going to change completely change their style? Are, like, are they just going to carry on buying the same sort of championship, mid-lower, the odd decent gem bring in? Or, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Not that I'm that too interested. It's Burnley. But, yeah, it will be slightly interesting. It's, I'll tell you, it screams of, it screams of Stoke the year they got relegated. Like that, that, that team and this one, you you look at it on paper and you go, you look at the quality there's knocking about the championship and they'd run rings around them if they're not. I think you look at that Burnley squad compared to the Stoke one. Is Burnley haven't got the sort of what I'd suspect big wage earners that Stoke has. Yeah, yeah. And there isn't really players that that strike me that oh, if they keep hold of him, they keep hold of him, they'll they'll easily come straight back up, like Kim mentioned. Hmm. No, but. They've had some balmy managers linked to their, their, their taking over the next um, 
you know, run of the team. I think Gennaro Gattuso was one. Um, and our favourite, Nuno, was actually in the running at one point, but I couldn't see Nuno going there, could you? No, not not without some healthy investment. He must be desperate if he took that job. Yeah. There's form yeah. guide. Form guide going into the game. We've won three of our last five. Burnley have won one, drawn one of their last five before tonight, where they're leading one nil at home to Southampton. Like we mentioned earlier, if if we are going to make a serious go at this, trying to book a place in Europe this season, whether it's the Conference League or Europa League, we've got to win Sunday, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, uh, we were chatting about it before the show. Um, it, when you look at Wolves' last six games, the fact we've got Chelsea, Man City and Liverpool, they're, they're going to be really tough to get any points out. So, our remaining three games, we need maximum points for it to have any chance of of finishing seventh and or above. Um, so it, it it let's be honest, it's a must win for Wolves on Saturday if we have any hopes of finishing seventh. Let's have a look at our lineup there. Obviously, from the the team that faced Newcastle last time, uh, Luke Kundalini started in midfield with Jaumatinho with a front three of Trinkev, Silver, and Huang. I think at least. Four out of those five could easily be swapped come Sunday, couldn't they, Kim? Yeah, I think I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because despite Fabio, obviously he didn't have a greatest game against Newcastle. The game before we he was immense, although again he doesn't didn't score, and that's what you've got to start to look at. You know, he hasn't scored this season, albeit he hasn't had loads of opportunities, but I can't imagine I can't. I don't think he's done quite enough to merit a start on Sunday, unless for some unknown reason. I can't imagine this happening. That um, Bruno decides to start with Raúl and um, um, Silver up top, but I can't imagine that will happen. I'd imagine it'll be probably Hang Hee Chan will probably come out for Pedence. Um with Raul in, I'd actually probably start Neto, but I'm not sure in terms of fitness if he's ready to start a game yet. Um, and then I'd imagine Dendonk will come back in for Kundal. Um, who else? I think you'd like, I'd like to think that Aint Nori would probably start over Marcel, maybe, or switch Johnny to left back and then maybe bring in Samedo. Maybe it needs that extra bit of. Um, attacking threat because I think the fullbacks are going to be really vital that we need to really push them on to sort of pin Burnley back. So I think fullbacks and centre midfield area, we really need to make sure we take a grip of the game. So yeah, I think I think um, I'd go Johnny and Samedo in terms of fullbacks, keep centre backs as they are. Um, bring in Dendonka and then Fabio Silva, Raúl and Probably Neto, but I would imagine probably Trincao start. What about you, Rich? I did read on a Facebook group yesterday. I'm not sure if there's any truth in this, but apparently Max Kilmer went over on his ankle during the open training session yesterday yeah, and wasn't able yeah. to finish the session. So if if Max was out, who's coming in for you uh, defensively? Sace or Tote has been sort of uh, in the media saying that he wants to get back in the side. You'd imagine yeah, it's going to be 
yeah, I, I can see it being safe and just going for that experience pro. But yeah, see, seeing um, Toti half pop up, I think was interesting in terms of you know he doesn't want to just go on the loan conveyor belt or whatever. I'd be half tempted to go from midfield three just because time and time again we have been dominated and struggled against Burnley um, in the midfield and having those extra bodies. If we um, get dominated by Burnley, though, in centre midfield with Jack Cork and Brownell, it's happened with before. Two... I know it, it's, it, it shouldn't happen, should it? Um, which is my 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 worry. I I think if Dendonka's fit and fully fit, I I I think he'll probably go for the three four three, just so we actually have a midfielder on the bench. Um, say the same as we did against Villa and New. Well, didn't when they were doing against Newcastle, but just in case something happens to one of them, um, I think he'll probably start Raul. Um, and. I can. I'm sort and, and and if Podence is fit, you've got to start Podence because I don't. We, we don't create if Podence doesn't play. So, yeah, I'd probably go for the front three of um, whoever I just said. Uh, we'll go. We'll go Trincao, Jimenez, and um, Podence up front. Um, and I definitely agree with Kim. Bring in Samedo. He's a you know he's that driving force down the wing for us. And at the same time, Johnny's done nothing to lose his spot. Um, but I think he'd give us something interesting on that left side um, and slightly different dimension to Marseille against a team like Burnley. Well, I don't think he'll go for three midfield because I think the only option then we've got is to play Kundal again. And I think, yeah. although he didn't do horrendously bad against Newcastle, um, I don't think he did enough to keep his place necessarily. So I can't imagine... It may be if we had Martino, Neves and Dendonka, all three available, then I could see him doing that. But I think, to be honest, I think it'll be Martino and Dendonka in centre midfield. Yeah. It, it's, I totally agree with what you just said in regards to Poland. If Poland is fit, he's got to start, hasn't he? But I'm sort of edging towards the desire of having three in midfield on Sunday. If they're going 4-4-2, I think we just need to make the most of our, our wing-backs getting forward. But I want wing-backs who are going to put the going to put balls in the box. That's where I think Ryan Nori needs to start on on Sunday with with, with Samado back at right wing back. I think if we can get um, delivery into the box to Silva and Raul for the majority of the game, I, I think we'll have enough for them to at least outscore in regards of having to keep a clean sheet. Just... I think we all agree that Marcel shouldn't be starting. We need nothing yeah. that. I just I don't want to be disparaging to Marcel because I don't think he's done anything in done anything no. wrong in recent games. I just I just prefer Aitnori's <clears throat> intent and ambition for just wanting to get forward a lot more. And I don't think I don't think Marcel is loads better defensively than Aitnori either. I don't I think he's slightly better, but I think with the attacking output that Marcel gives, apart from that one ball that we put in where Villa. Um, is it Ming score a quit is in in his own net? Young, yeah. Young yes. Um, I, he doesn't really bring a lot to the table. Whereas, to be fair, although Johnny traditionally hasn't, at least he's popped up with some goals and gets in the box. And obviously, we know about Aitnori and Samedo. So, I'm not too bothered as long as Marcel doesn't start. Because again, and I don't like his positioning either. He's not the best at man marking, should we say? So. 
looking at the season stats between the two sides at the moment, if only we'd have got this, you know, at least just half of what Burnley have drew this season instead of the, the 13 yeah. games that we've lost. I mean, we've only lost one game less than Burnley all season and we were in a relegation bowl. The, our lack of just getting draws in, in certain games. I mean, you look at the, the Arsenal, the two Arsenal games and the West Ham away game, all three of them should have been a draw. I mean, the way we capitulated against um, Arsenal away was massively disappointed and the reason why we're eight for now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, the boom or bust of Wolves this season. It's it's kind of a reason we're in the position we're in, in the fact that actually it's always better to you know win one and lose one than it is to draw two. Um, however, just a couple of those losses, particularly against the teams who we'd, you know, we probably should have beaten Spurs in the home fixture, and we lost. Yeah, you look and, at the, the, the first three fixtures of the season, like yeah, all the, all that, those should have been draws at minimum, shouldn't they? Yeah, you look back on it, and that's you know three points. A three points that Wolves could have got extra, but it's also three points across teams who we're kind of half competing against as well and you know when we look back at the season as a whole I think those three at the start of the season are probably the, the biggest alarm bells but it's like it it kind of I think highlights the lack of resilience Wolves can sometimes have if they score but then concede um, which isn't something we've been really used to because under Nuno we were that you know that was something we were really strong on in terms of if when we went ahead we had really strong game management and we didn't tend to, you know, lose games after going ahead. Whereas I think this year we've we've dropped a decent amount of points from, you know, winning positions. I think one of the positives from this season, on top of our eleven clean sheets, is our our, our away record is quite impressive, isn't it, Kim? Mm. Yeah, and you always feel like I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just the pressure of playing at home that we often always putting performances that are better and we just feel like we're almost set up better to be sort of a an away attacking team. I think at home, I don't know if it's just the expectation levels, especially when you're playing your Brightons, your Norwiches, your Burnleys. It's just like we just turn up expecting to win, even though as Wolves fans you should know that these games aren't easy and these teams, they're not awful, albeit a few of them are, like your Watford's, fair enough. But teams like Brighton, I don't feel like a lot of Wolves fans have like even ever watched these teams because we should never think that in any game, any Premier League game, we can just turn up and and roll over. So maybe it's to do with, with well, I think that's a big factor anyway. I don't know what you guys think. What about you, Rich? Um... <sighs> I think it's tricky um, in terms of kind of home fixtures, and I think we've said before sometimes it doesn't feel like we get up for games uh, when it's like a Saturday three o'clock or whatever, or you know it's not one of those marquee games for, for reasons I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, you know, there's the age-old adage that Wolves are not great at breaking down a defensive team, but for me. Find me a half decent team who is. That's that's why you're in that position. Um, I think we just need to be that bit more clinical and be a bit more 
adventurous when we're at home. Like, you know, that's that's been a bit of a sticking point for me that, you know, sometimes, you know, it's been that we've played Marcel or it's not kind of what we've not quite found that rhythm. Whereas f- away from home, we are a bit more efficient in our chances and getting those victories where it's like, oh, we've got, we've, you know, got a 2-1 victory and we've ground it out. And either we can't seem to replicate that at home and grind out a game or we can't really put a team to the sword consistently like we did against, um, you know, like we did against Watford or even against Everton when, you know, we dominated the first half. But we can't seem to do that for, you know, 12 home games a season or whatever we kind of need it to be. So with game week 34, forget Burnley and Wolves, um, just pick me three teams this weekend who are going to pick up three points, Kim. Put me on the spot now, aren't you? Uh, well, Man City, Liverpool, goes without saying, I think both of them will slip up. And we shall go... Shall we say Wolves to be positive? I'll go Wolves, but I also think that Chelsea will beat West Ham. That's cool. I'll, I'll come to you for your Fair. Wolves score prediction in a bit, but what about three teams for you, Rich? Are you going with Man City and Liverpool as well? I'm going to go Man City. I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go... Do, 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 do. I don't... I'm, I've got a feeling the Liverpool game might be a draw for reasons unknown. Um, I'll go... I'll go Man City... Uh, Brighton, because they seem to kind of pick up wins on a regular enough basis and Southampton losing at the moment. And yeah, I'll go Wolves as well. I think Liverpool, I'm going to go disagree just slightly on that. I think Liverpool, I'm going to absolutely tank Everton this weekend. <laughs> um, Man City, Watford, I think Man City will turn over Watford. I think and this guy's to my a point that I made at work earlier. I think Leicester will be. Um, Aston Villa on Saturday and what I said off air, I still don't think Aston Villa are safe from relegation this season. I haven't got the, the bottom off the league table, which is quite poor of me, but Burnley winning tonight, v- Villa are still not safe, neither are Leeds, but I think Villa could still get dragged into this and I think it would make it even more entertra- entertaining, which Sky would love on the last game of the season. That Liverpool are at home to Wolves. Man City have got Villa last game of the season. It, having some sort of Steven Gerrard blockbuster um, description of him needing to like get a point to stay up and Man City to win the league to, or Liverpool to win the league. It's It's got entertainment ring all over. And I think if Sky can pull some strings, I still think Villa aren't safe. Well, one of the things we were saying is that Burnley in their last... Um, six remaining games apart from today that they play Villa twice. They've, they've essentially got a double header against them as well as Newcastle. Um, so there's a big chance Burnley could, you know, quite literally get a relegation six pointer against Villa. It, it's just whether, you know, they can, you know, Leeds can slide, you know. Can Aston Villa slide back behind three other teams at this point in the season? Because the the issue is, as you say, it's like as tight, you know, for Wolves to be able to get up into sixth, it's almost the same kind of levels as Villa to get 
relegated. I the think only you look issue... at Villa recently. I just think a lot of their players seem to already be on the beach. And defensively, because they're, they're, they're not a very good football team, and they're not very good. Rich, though, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say, would like, you it, take you'll... would you lot take a Leicester win to drag Villa into it this um, after this weekend, even though Leicester are now going to be creeping up on us? Yeah, just because yeah, I don't think Leicester think... will creep up on us. I'll, no, I'll, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. I'll take our chances. Leicester could still theoretically finish above us. I don't really want to get into that mentality where we should be looking over our shoulder. We should be looking at the teams above us at the moment. But with the three games, Burnley, Brighton and Norwich, if we can't get nine points from them, then we don't we really don't finish, deserve it. to finish in Europe, do we? That's, that's the be-all yeah. and end-all of it for me. And uh, that's why... I'll gladly um, accept Villa getting tanked on Saturday and hopefully them starting to get a bit nervous and jittery come the end of the season. Uh, Burnley had, had just gone 2-0 up uh, home to Southampton. Uh, Collins uh, with a goal scorer. It's a big game uh, for Burnley as much as us on Sunday because they really need the points, I think. I read a tweet. I'm not sure how sort of, uh, what's the word, in-depth knowledge of uh, sort of celebrity relationships but someone did make the tweet that it's absolutely uh mad for asap rocky to cheat on rihanna but it's in more insane to sack sean dodge <laughs> i thought we were gonna go down to johnny uh johnny depp amber her um path for a second i was kind of gonna have to stop calling the fan cast lawyers but it was i it haven't was... got a split finger on that pulse <laughs> <laughs> let's not uh, let's not shit the bed on this occasion and move on with the show. Um, yeah, it, it, it was very odd timing. It felt like to get rid of Daesh because it's like, well, if you're going to get rid of him now, you could have got rid of him in December and given a manager at least a transfer window. You know, it was almost remedy worked so far. They're they're getting results now. Yeah, I mean, so. You can only kind of conclude from you know them winning at the moment. Uh, and um, um, the previous game that clearly there'd been an absolute breakdown with between the players and and the manager. Like you know, not not to kind of I guess cast aspersions, but the fact that they seem to be happier and playing better now than they had done three weeks ago sort of sums it up really, um, which is a bit of a shame considering I guess how high Sean Dyche's stock has been in the last couple of years and it seems to you know I don't quite know where he'll go next after this Stoke yeah Stoke. <laughs> he's got Stoke written all over him I can't think who else is a more Brexit team than Burnley West Brom nah he's too big for West Brom they're, they're having Alan Buckley manager sooner rather than later <laughs> They're, they're going. They're going to. Their local rivals soon will be Warsaw. That's how bad that team are, and I will bloody love it. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I just love that banner. I just absolutely love that banner. <laughs> you, you were, you were professionally offended by that banner, Kim. Oh my god! How many messages do you want on a banner, and how many exclamation marks do you want on a banner, and the little text, like people can read it. You, you can't knock them. They've put some money together. They've obviously subcontracted like all the grammar and punctuation out because, I mean, from a design point of view, it had everything that a fan wanted to say, but there was just too much going on, wasn't there? Just Why don't you just have board. one key message? The like, you've let us down again. Yeah, on a you bath sheet, on a bed that. sheet. You, 
yeah. yeah. In black permanent marker. Do you yeah. prefer when it comes to protest banners like this? Do you prefer them if they're on a bed sheet and they're hand done, or if they've put, I was going to say, a bit of money behind it and gone professional? Nah, bed sheet. Bed sheet all day. Because at least yeah. you can get one yeah. key message. They've clearly put quite a lot of money and branding into that, but they haven't got anyone who has some kind yeah. of brain so, with like. Just someone's like, been on. Someone look. Someone's downloaded Canva. And they've given it a go and have just tried to work it out. Problem is, I, I agree with you because basically on the finance principle that they've put way too much effort in for some of this really crap. With the bed sheet, though, I always think, what if someone walks in the room while you're doing it? You know, you like you haven't even like fully finished your sentence. And, 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 you know, you're, you, you've got you've got the sharpies out, and you you know you you go in round trust, you know. West Brom forever or whatever. It's like, love, what are you doing? It's time to go to bed. I need to finish my banner for the weekend. You know, it's let, let's be honest. But you've got to question the, the sort of the, the sort of men that would do a, 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 a bed sheet protest. Probably haven't got to tell him it's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny can't go to sleep because Tad's. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it, it, it's wonderfully tin pot. Um, banners and uh, you know i feel that we could probably dedicate a whole show if we needed to but i think walls have peaked with the you've let us down again i don't think it can get better than that because as kim would say it's on brand it's it's just perfect you sum up everything that wasn't even on brand though was it because it didn't have it was just a white bed sheet but it was like one message and it was effective whereas that is just maybe on brand but hundreds of messages going on no the thing that tickles me still the most about the you've you've let us down again protest is the fact that you went to the playoff match with that bed sheet. Ready. Ready. Ready just in case. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't knock the pessimism of Wolves fans. It's you know great. Maybe that's what we should do. Well, maybe that is what I'm gonna do now when I'm off this podcast, ready for Burnley. Basically recreate that and say you've let us down again, ready for Sunday. Stu's oh. already got it prepared. Oh, that's honestly, Kim. If you do that, that can be the uh, the cover picture on the on our Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was going to chop your head on that bloke later. No, I couldn't do that to myself. No, that's negative, isn't it? It's too negative. Thanks Can't to everyone me. who's tuning in tonight. Um, seven fans from Brazil have just commented. If uh, just drop us a quick like in the bottom left, it's free. We'll enjoy it. And you're giving yourself exercise, burning enough calories by clicking that like button and subscribe while you're there if you're not already. Um, Akash Damadoran, hope I pronounced that right, has asked, good evening, lads. Kim's a lad, to be fair. Any chance Pedro Neto starts against Burnley? Because none of us mentioned well, I, him earlier. I did say mm. I would start him, but I don't know his fitness levels like Bruno does. So if, if he's a fully fit, fit Pedro Neto, Starts alongside Pedence and Raul. I don't think there's any question that that's our best front three. Um, but I don't probably think he will again. I think he'll plan to come on with sort of 20 minutes to go again, I'd imagine. Yeah, same. Yeah, my heart would love him to start. Um, I almost just think he just needs to sit out the rest of the season, having 20 minutes, half an hour here and there off the bench, and he gets a full pre-season under his belt. Just... For his own benefit, to be honest, because I don't see the point. Let's just try and rush him back 
because we've still got enough players who can play his position, but it's not so much of a come down for me. Um, especially if his, you know, his match fitness isn't hundred percent. I'd rather we, you know, get give him a little bit to keep himself ticking over between now and end of May, and then he gets a proper free season under his belt, and he can, you know, show everyone what he's truly about next year. Alex Fredlegs commented saying he's just placed a like from the US. Howdy, Alex. Thanks for the like. Hope you're enjoying the show. Be sure to join us again. Let's do a quick score prediction. I'll come to you first, Rich. Burnley Wolves, Let's... 2 o'clock on Sunday. Score prediction. I'm going to go for an optimistic 2-1 Wolves win. Uh, seven, the Brazil fan has predicted 3-0 uh, Wolves, that would be lovely. It'd be a lovely, lovely away day, wouldn't that be, Kim? What's your score prediction? I don't think it's going to be that easy, to be honest. I am going to go 1-0 with a willy bolly header from a corner. I think it'll be that tight. I think it'll be that close. Literally that close. I'm going to go with a one nil Wolves win as well. I'm I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. I'm hoping for a one nil Wolves win. I believe it's going to be a one nil Wolves win, and then hopefully we can push on to at least nick a seventh place finish this season. Because I don't care whether it's Barcelona or Partizan Belgrade on a Thursday night because Barcelona. I'm just. No one wants to go to Barcelona. We've, we've already been to Barcelona. We did that for Espanyol. We want to go somewhere different. So hopefully we'll win 1-0 on Sunday. Um, Akash, you don't need to apologise to Kim. She fully well knows that she's a proper... She's, she's probably the biggest lad in the group. Lads, lads, lads. Definitely. Lads, lads. lads. Guys, uh, we're going to have ourselves a quick quiz section before closing the show. And obviously, as always, this quiz round is sponsored by... Pixel Yeti Media. Be sure to look at them for all your web design, marketing, and branding needs. And thanks to Pixel Yeti Media for continuing to look after us. It's been a long-term sponsor, and we couldn't do it without you. This week's first question is a guest to play around. So for all the audio listeners, as I keep saying, try and watch us on YouTube every now and again. Name this player, and I'll come to you first, Rich. Actually. Before you give me your answers, I've both take a look. So you're looking at... Okay. Uh, I, I was going to give the position away then. So obviously we've got a Wolves player from the 2014-15 uh, season, 15 mate. 15 season, yeah. yeah. What else sponsor? He's actually got a um, base layer shirt on there, like Stu wears to bed every night. Now, I've got a couple of players... That I'm knocking about. I'm not going to go with my first guess because I think he's a bit bulkier than what I the first place. I'm going to go for Steers. Richard Stearman. Yeah. Kim, do you want to have a guess? Mine is, I think it might be Joe Mason. Both solid guesses. If anyone can quickly answer in the comments section before I reveal the answer, you've got five seconds. The correct answer of the guest to play around on this week's Fancast quiz is Tommy Rowe. Oh, oh that see, mine was close. 
both they both had similar builds. I mean, um, Richard Stearman. I think you may have seen like the. I was going to say you can see the number, but I did hide the number, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy I was, Rowe. I was going off the, yeah. Left wing back, attempted midfield. that never really hit the the heights at, at Wolves. This one's a bit of a sudden death question. It's pretty much, you you answer first, Rich. Kim second and third, fourth until one of you gets it wrong. Eight years ago today, Wolves beat Leighton Orient three one to seal God. the League One Championship title. Name our squad that day. Okay, so if I'm up first, I'll go for Carla Kimi. Carla Kimi. We've got to do it in order. No, just until one of you is wrong. So, which is first, correct, with Carla Kimi? Danny Bath. Danny Bath is correct. I will go for Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs is correct. I shall go James Henry. James Henry was one of our three goal scorers that day. Um, Sacco? Bakary Sacco scored our second goal that day. Correct. I'll go Dicko. Newer Dicko is correct. So I'm literally just pinning out the formation now. Um, Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald picked up a yellow card that day. Was in the starting eleven. Um, Dave Edwards. Dangerous Dave is correct. Crikey, we're running out now, aren't we? Um, so we said one centre half. Now. I'll go for Richard Stearman. Richard Stearman scored our first goal that day. Yeah. Oh, well in, yep. lad. Bullet head up. Um, I shall go... Matt Doherty? Matt Doherty was an unused sub that day. So, Sam Ricketts. Sam Ricketts, captain, I believe, on the day. Correct? That was going to be my next one. Fuming. Scott Goldborn. Goldborn. Scott Goldborn is correct. I believe there's just one more starting lineup player left now. (laughs) We said Jack Price. Jack Price was the last starting lineup member. Oh my god, I'm struggling now. Um, so we're on to subs now, aren't we? Correct. Lee Griffiths. Oh. Kim, unfortunately, oh. you've lost the quiz. Lee Griffiths was. So, gone in the January, I believe, of that season. No, That's no. why we we replaced him with Newer Dicko, didn't we? And you could have had Leon Clark, oh, Lee good. Evans, <laughs> Liam McAlinden, Ethan Ebanks Landell, and our sub goalie that day, Aaron McCary. There we go. There we 
go. Uh, we did have one question from friend of the fan cast. Todd, if the rumours of a pre-season in the US are true, who from the fan cast will be making the trip over? Definitely you, Kim. If I win Depending the on lot- where it is. If I win the lottery. To, you need to see if Jody can pull some strings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. But what, One week at Orlando, uh, was it Disney Orlando? Where is it? We, we are, it hasn't been announced exactly where, no. is it? It's not been announced yet. I, I was told that the... FC series that was being bound about on Twitter the other day. We're not involved in that particular tournament. Um, I would love to go to America if the possibility, if there's a possibility. But I'd also I'd love to go to Benidorm for Wolves. So I'll I'll see where I can go and if it's available, I'll try and make the trip. I don't think that they'll announce it will go until we know what we do in Europe wise. Because when mm. we have qualifiers around then. If we did make it, and I know it's a big if, but yeah, I'm trying to remember pre-COVID when they used to get announced, like when we um when that uh, it's a couple of weeks before the season starts, isn't it? The qualifiers. Yeah, they've, they've probably got things penciled in, haven't they? That them just like you yeah. just said, them reluctant to to pull the trigger until they know where we're going to be in the summer and how long our actual pre-season holiday is. Just have one more look at the running before Sunday's game away to Burnley. Manchester United and and West Ham have to be the two teams that we're looking to catch. Tell I think Tottenham, it's between Tottenham and Arsenal, isn't it, for the fourth place? And they've they've got to play each other third from last mm. game of the season um, away at Tottenham. But Man United, they seem to be in dire straits at the moment, don't they, Rich? Yeah, I think um, the the performance against Liverpool was just it, it was embarrassing, just because it sort of just highlighted the you know the gap between the two of them and yeah they've announced um the new manager today we started in the summer but uh, just so many of those players just aren't fit for purpose and stuff like that so it, it's going to be a real mentality thing for those man united players in terms of actually how much they genuinely want it because you know they, they should be getting at least what again similar to us definitely nine points and then they'll want to try and get a win out of at least Arsenal and Chelsea as well. Um, but you just don't see it happening. Um, West Ham's got a trickier running than I, and I'm, you know, anticipated. It's all right me saying that, you know, we've got Chelsea, City and Liverpool still to come up. They've got two Europa League ties, Chelsea, Arsenal and Man City to navigate. That's... Do you know what's funny? They've got pretty similar to us, haven't yeah, they? Games yeah, in terms got... of they've got Brighton... They've got Norwich, we've um, and Man City and Chelsea, and we've got those as well. So they've got the same running as us, plus the Europa League games, which I'm guessing they'll, if they win the Europa League, obviously they're in the Champions League. So why wouldn't they obviously prioritise that competition? So yeah, I did, I did, negative. I did, I did force those two Europa League fixtures into that running for West Ham because I know um, obviously we did it quite regular couple of scenes ago but Frankfurt away on the Thursday night and then Norwich away on the Sunday that Norwich fixture is not ideal for them no it's 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 got banana skin like written all over it hasn't it Chelsea lost at home to Arsenal last night so Chelsea are going to be itching to get three points uh this Sunday at home to West Ham Man United um away to Arsenal Arsenal really need the points to to keep in line with Tottenham, who you'd expect to get 
at least a draw at Brentford. But I mean, that's that's another tough fixture in this business end of the the season um, running that we're in. But Burnley away on Sunday, big game for Wolves, so big. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, all we can kind of do as Wolves fans or as as, as a club anyway is, you know, we we can't do anything about West Ham's games. Um, or Man United's, we just need to focus on making sure we get as many points as possible out of these remaining six fixtures. And yeah, I said whether nine points will be enough or if somehow we can get 12 points. And, you know, even if we lose to Burnley and then somehow beat Brighton, Chelsea, Norwich and Liverpool, I'd take that all day. Um, but it, it, it's going to be a question on totals at the moment. And if, it's going to be interesting to say, so if you've got Spurs and Arsenal still got to play each other, Arsenal, Man U have still got to play each other as well. So there's a couple of head-to-heads that might drag people in one way or another as well. I think we, we all mentioned it before the show that the last two weeks have been massively deflating and it was hard to get ourselves up for tonight's episode. But seeing those fixtures... The belief is still there, isn't it, guys? Yeah. Do you know what I this think... is? This doing the show has made me absolutely. I'm breaking it now. Sunday, I was kind of just like, "Yeah, we're going to lose whatever sort of thing," and now you guys have just got me like, I feel a bit stressed about it. I'm sure it'll be fine once I get on the train, have TB or sound, but right now I feel a bit stressed. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, like we. We've kind of got nothing to lose in this race because we're already in the position we're in, aren't we? No, but it's the hope that kills you. I'll be good <laughs> if you don't make it now. I, I've, I think if we go back to the start of the season and go, you know what, we finished and say, would you take an eighth place finish? Go, yeah. And yeah, there's going to be trials and tribulations along the way and every team's going to have their ifs and buts. Like, I bet West Ham, despite, you know, being in the semi-final of the... European competition will still feel that they could be competing for fourth place. And, you know, I reckon I could probably find us, you know, the nine, eight, nine points that we'd need as well um, at this stage of the season. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic still at the moment. This, this podcast has helped me kind of get up for it. I reckon by 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock on Sunday, I'll be in Kim's position now. Um, and then. And let's be honest, any team can beat any team. We're looking at these run-ins, but who knows? Like, we could lose to Norwich. Man United could lose to Brentford at home. Like, it just depends. It depends how each team handles the pressure, I guess. I'm not sure. Although fixtures do play a part, I think it's who can hold their nerve and obviously we're in a position where we're chasing so we can't afford to to slip up imagine if like in that mindset we've got less to lose than these teams above us specifically man united yeah i me personally if i was a man united fan i'd let's just let's just finish out of europe this season i don't know how much financial damage that would cause a club that man that of the size of man united don't finish in Europe this season. Make sure Eric Tenog finishes in in the in the top four next season. Otherwise, he's he's not doing a good enough job. Do you um, think though that they want to get in the Europa League? They said previous seasons they're not interested. In this is what I mean. They don't they don't need it, do they? I, I, I think it's yeah. more it's more of a 
uh, a detriment to them over a 38 like 38 league game season. I think if you can get Eric Tenog to, to start building a side which has got no sort of European distractions and can just focus on getting as high as they can in the Premier League next season, I still think, and I'm telling you now, guys, this is where I'm injecting all this hope that I've got instilled in me. Four o'clock on Sunday, we're going to be on the same points as West Ham. We're going to be two points behind Man United with a game in hand. Drink I, it I, in. Think I think you're going to be right. Drink, there we go. Positiveness. Drink it in. We're going on another European tour, guys. And on that note, on that note, it's good night for me. Rich and Kim will be back on Sunday night, maybe, slash maybe Monday, depending on the results and availability of the fellow fancasters. Thanks again for everyone that's tuned in. Continue to support the Wolves Fancaster, part of the 90min.com network. Adios. <laughs> Who would be a Wolves fan, eh? <laughs>